So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Hey, it's Sports Key to Wrestling. I'm Kevin. Thanks for checking out this podcast. An exclusive look into the media call for this weekend's WWE NXT Halloween Havoc with the man running the NXT brand, Shawn Michaels. Yes, the Heartbreak Kid is now the Heartbreak Boss. I wrote that down on a piece of paper, and I thought it was hilarious. But obviously, I said it out loud, and it's a different story. Yes, dig into this entire media call. He covers the future of NXT as a brand, the possible future of NXT Europe, and where we could be seeing that, and so much more going on with this Halloween Havoc crowd, and how he wants the name Halloween Havoc to be more associated with NXT than it was WCW. How about that? Without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Shawn Michaels. Uh, Jane, hello to everybody. Um, and again, yeah, like Adam said, uh, thank you guys for being a part of this. Um, and he, I, I, I wanted to, I don't know, at least try to get back to these. Um, and look, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I'll, you know, I don't know. I feel like I have to live up, uh, you know, and, and step into the shoes of hunters, um, you know, and, and what he did here and in these calls. I don't know that I'll do that, but I'm certainly, uh, you know, more than happy to give it a whirl. Again, I just, for me, I guess I'm just looking for us to, I don't know, to get back to, you know, having a, I don't know, an open line of communication. Um, and, and uh, again, just continuing to be able to do these things, um, have a little bit of more, I don't know, give everybody a little bit more of an uh, idea of what it is we're doing here at NXC. Um, and it felt like Halloween Havoc was a perfect time to do it. I, I really feel like this is going to be, from, from an NXT standpoint, I feel like this is going to be equivalent to our, our SummerSlam. I feel like it's going to be the, it, if not the biggest, the second biggest, uh, you know, sort of premium live event on, on our schedule. Um, only behind Stand and Deliver. Um, but everybody, this one just feels different to me and for us here. It feels big. It feels important. Um, I feel like, you know, in, you know down the road, uh, Halloween Havoc will be more identified with NXT than it is uh, anything else. Um, and I know from a talent standpoint and just internally here uh, in Orlando at the Performance Center, everybody's really jacked uh, and excited about this one. You know, um, you know, Braun and Ilya um, and JD in the main event. Again, you know, the, the UK talent that's come over here has been unbelievably, you know, off the top, you know, just off the hook successful for us. And they've all been incredibly excited uh, to be a part of it. Um, so I know those guys are going to obviously tear down the house. And, you know, we've got Mandy and Alba in the, in the women's championship match. Roxanne and Cora in a weapons wild match. And I don't know if there's another match on the, on the card that epitomizes uh, what NXT is now, which is two count and the average age is probably a ripe old 21. 
<laughs> so, uh, which is, I don't know, to me, which is mind-boggling. Yeah, premium live event, and, you know, one of them's 20, I think the other one's 22, which is just, but that is, you know, as you guys are all figuring out, and along with us, is that's what that's what NXT is, has become. The ladder match, those guys are going to just tear the house down, I know, and I can't wait to see that one. Uh, that's going to be the one where I'm going to have to, I don't know, See if there's any way to reel those boys in, but that one's going to be fantastic. Uh, Apollo and Grayson, spin the wheel, make the deal. That'll be exciting uh, just to see what happens. And the one that's kind of a sleeper to me, which is Julius Creed uh, and Damon Kemp. And those are just two guys that, again, once again, sort of epitomize what NXT is all about. Two, uh, you know, college athletes coming in from an amateur background and really have turned into special performers, but in very different ways. And I don't know, so it's a cool show, but it's sort of encapsulating what we feel is, and I don't know, I don't think it's a new vision. I think it's the original vision of of what NXT was supposed to be, which is, you know, again, taking these young uh, athletes, these young performers, and getting them ready for Raw and SmackDown. Um, and, and, And again, but this, again, they're doing this on a show that, again, is, could possibly be, I don't know, at least up there with y'all's picks of what's, you know, one of the best premium live events from a WWE standpoint, from a company standpoint, putting it, putting on it. And for, you know, again, the average age, age of the people on this entire card is probably about 27. So anyway, um, I just wanted to, you know, run down the card, obviously. Excited to have uh, Dave LaGreca from SiriusXM Busted Open on a pre-show tomorrow and just wanted to get, also just to give you guys, uh, and you know, so pardon my rambling, I guess it, you know, maybe I, it sucks already, so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, I guess an exclusive that, um, you know, the next NXT premium live event is going to be on December 10th um, and it is going to be known as NXT Deadline. And, um, so that's just something I wanted to, I don't know, at least put out there right now. Uh, you know, you'll find out more about that, obviously, in the future. But NXT deadline is coming Saturday, December 10th. And obviously, we are excited about that. And again, excited about everything uh, that here at NXT because it feels like a new era. And we're all pretty jazzed about it. So anyway, I'll stop there and we can uh, start to get into the questions if you want. Hold on one second. And I guess, I guess, yeah, you know, uh, Adam reminded me, and I guess somebody will ask about it, right? so I certainly might as well comment now. Um, you know, want to obviously send our condolences, you know, to Kevin Nash, um, you know, for the tragedy that, that he suffered a couple of days ago. Um, look, and I just, we just offer our, you know, our prayers and our thoughts and our condolences to, you know, David Tamra. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's a terrible loss, and, uh, you know, we're just, we're going to be there for everybody, plain and simple. So, sorry to bring you down there. Um, if you guys want to, we want to get to questions, let's go ahead and, and roll if you'd like. All right, folks, uh, if we can do one question per outlet, that would be great. Rachel, we're ready for questions. If you would like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, please press star 1 to ask a question. 
Our first question comes from Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. Uh, hold on, before we proceed, John. Sean, you don't know the history. Mike Johnson is typically <laughs> the first question on all of these. Okay, tremendous, right? Uh, three, 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 I was going to say, but we keep the game alive. All right, I'm glad to continue to streak. Um, hey, Sean, I think I speak for everybody when we say thank you for the open lines of communication and the return of these calls. So thank you for that. Um, I want to ask you about your own experiences overseeing NXT in your new role. Like, the last year and a half has been pretty tumultuous. Um, we had Paul's health issues, and then the launch of NXT 2.0, which was going to create feedback no matter what, given how much the black and gold version of the brand was loved. Then we have the regime change with Paul, Nick, and Stephanie taking over, and NXT sort of leaning back towards a lot of the original core elements. Can you reflect on what this experience has been like for you, what you've learned and grown uh, and, and figured out about yourself over the course of being in that position and overseeing so many talents as Senior VP of Talent Development Creative? Like, what's this experience been like for you? It, look, it's been, it, it's been so obviously incredibly challenging, but I feel like one of the greatest, I don't know, learning experiences of my career. Again, so as cool as the, I don't know, the performing aspect was of my career, I, I don't know, I never imagined doing what I am doing now. Um, I don't know, I, I, I guess, on, like on one way, secretly there's a part of me on the inside where I go, he's pretty proud of you, Sean, you like you've turned, you've turned up into a full grown adult. Um, but, uh, you know, and again, I just never thought, uh, saw that happening. But look, you, you find out what you can, I don't know, handle and, and I get I like the idea of, of, of testing and, and, and stretching myself so look I um, it was sort of trial by fire which again uh, I think at least at this point in my life is no longer I don't know intimidating or scary as it is sort of like fun and challenging and look and that might be because I feel like you know it's much later in life and and if I fail I was I was able to tell everybody look if this goes wrong you got to hit the bus with me I'm the guy that, I'm the fall guy I'm the one that's got to take it um, but at least you know and certainly I was able to do that as we got down the road a little bit. Can, we, can I at least do it kind of on my own terms? And so, look, it was it was a great learning experience. It was intimidating at first. It was hard. I, you know, obviously, I came here just to, you know, as a coach at first, coaching two hours a day. But then, it, and as things increased, but it was still just as as number two. You know what I mean? And 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 to be there to step in temporarily when when Hunter wanted some time off. Um, it was in no way, shape, or form as I prepared to, to take over everything, but it's been been pretty fascinating. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, and, and look, I also feel like we've also, it's been exciting as well. And myself, the talent, the crew that is here, we've all become closer in the process. And believe it or not, I think that's shown on, you know, from a television standpoint, I think you can see where, you know, we sort of got, you know, we started out a little rough, we got our sea legs, and then all of a sudden we started rolling pretty good. So I think what you saw um, almost on television mirrored what was going on behind the scenes. It was just sort of caught us off guard. Uh, we did our best to adjust, you know, we, we 
certainly stumbled up at first, but then we started, you know, get to know each other. So we all started to know what our roles were in these new positions. And even from a talent standpoint, um, got more confident together, grew together. And now I think we're probably closer in this, you know, performance center than, than we've ever been. All right. Thank you for the question. Thank you. We will take our next question from Maddie Paddock with Daily Star. Your line is open. Hi, Sean. Good to talk to you. You mentioned that. Thank you very much. Uh, just talk, you mentioned there just talking about how you've, um, I think you said, grown into a full adult in terms of the the uh, behind the scenes stuff you've been doing. Now, obviously, with your coaching and executive roles, you are uniquely placed to see the pressures that the talent in the modern day are working under. And I just wonder how your perspectives in that regard have changed maybe over the last 20, 30 years and maybe how Shawn Michaels of maybe 1992 to 1997 might have coped in, in the modern day? Well, look, I, you know, all I know is he didn't cope with it great in that day. Um, but that's one of the things that I certainly try to use here. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not afraid to, to be a cautionary tale. Uh, to the young men and women that come through this place. If there's anything that I can do uh, to help them, I absolutely do that. The, one of the things that's, the, again, the biggest, uh, not the biggest, but one of the most important things to me is for them not to feel like they can't express what's going on inside their heart, inside their mind. They, you know, I, we're just not going to, we're not going to, I don't know, kind of stand for any, um, I don't know, not to, you know, tolerance is a huge thing here. We have to have it for one another. Um, and I know the struggles that I had mentally sometimes going on, um, and I don't want them to have it. So, again, I just think that's something that, you know, an open line of communication, nothing is silly, nothing is unimportant. If it's a big deal to you, then it's a big deal to us. And let us try to help you through it uh, again. And I, I recognize that, I don't know, for my generation, you know, back in my day, you know, I just don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to foster that. I don't want to feed that. I, I don't. I think it's okay. I don't care if we're a softer, uh, gentler generation. I, I got to be honest. I don't. I don't care if that's how everybody sees them. I want them to at least. It's going to get hard enough when you get up the you know the main roster and the pressures and all that kind of stuff. I don't. I'm not doing it here. I want them to be comfortable. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to prepare them. I want to be. You know, we'll let them know it may not be the same, but at the same time, I want this to be a fun experience. Again, I want. You know, again, it is. You know. Uh, you know. It was mentioned earlier. You know. Uh, Mike said it, you know, it's like the college, you know, a college atmosphere. And that's what we want here. We want this to be a great experience. When you get into the pros, you go to the main roster and it becomes about business. I understand that. But here, I want you to know it, it's, it, it can be fun. We want to be there for you. Um, I don't care. If, again, if we have to be, and we always talk about it, we have to be part psychiatrist or, you know, help in any other way or parents, that's fine. That is the role here. That's why I stay here. I mean, I love that. And again, I'll be more than happy to be a cautionary tale and help people through whatever it is they might be struggling with down here because, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to name the Pam yet, but I, you know, I, I, you know, that was the greatest thing about, about my click buddies, I guess, is that I could at least tell them.
tell them. Um, and hell, obviously, knows, everybody on this phone call knows it didn't help me that much. I still managed to, to screw it up. And so I just don't want that for any of the, the young men and women that are coming through this place. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. We will now take our next question from Jason Powell with Pro Wrestling. Please go ahead. Yeah, hey, Sean. Naturally, Paul Levesque and Vince McMahon are going to have different tastes. Have you altered your approach due to that changing of the guard? It seems like maybe one example might be some smaller wrestlers are being featured more than it seems like they would have under the old regime. Yeah, well, certainly so. Um, when 2.0 first launched, uh, again, you sort of get a... Again, there was a little bit of... You know, I guess micromanaging at, at you know at first. You know what I mean? And almost I got a certain way. Yeah, I mean, look, a game plan, if you will, marching orders, so to speak. Um, but then, as we you know, as you get down the road, like at some point, and again, I want to say right around, right before maybe stand and deliver. It was just about really having a conversation and saying like, hey. Can we just talk again? I'm 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 a good soldier. I'll do absolutely whatever you want. But we are down here, like on the you know on the grounds. We're here, um, and I feel like I know what you want. But can I go about it sort of in a different way? And can I go about it my way and integrate it? You know, again, I'll we'll still get these young men and women into the system. We'll still get them on television. But I need I need to do it. You know, in a way that works for them. We know their limitations. We know what they're able to do, what they're not able to do. I feel like we have the ability to put them in better situations for success. Um, would you mind, again, it's where I had the, look, if somebody gets hit by the bus, it's got to be me. Um, but will you trust me, you know, to, to do that? And, and, and again, it was just, uh, you know, getting to have that conversation. And it was right before Stand and Deliver. And that's when we sort of, again, I felt like we kind of turned the corner. Because, again, and look, in, 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 in their defense, uh, look, some of it, look, it, maybe it, it, certainly it, it's different case. But they were also dealing with a guy, me, who hadn't been in that role. You know what I mean? And I can't, I don't blame anybody for not being sure, again, you know, because, again, they hadn't seen me do it before. Um, so some of it, I think, probably might have been me having to earn my stripes as well, which I, I certainly didn't have a problem with. Um, but eventually we got to a point to where uh, the trust factor was there and we were able to take the reins over a little bit more. And now, obviously, Hunter, you know, obviously trusts me a great deal. Um, and, 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 and it is... Uh, different and, and and now again you can see it the synergy is is different the feel is different um uh, but again we're now acting as if we're all under one big umbrella and look you everybody, i'm not going to insult anybody on this call but we just know that we, you know, we were kind of a separate entity un, unto ourselves at uh, at the other time and now that's just not the case and that makes it again those things alone make it easier um and again like i said hunters you know for the most part to put it this way not, now i really can say um it was partially true before, but if you don't like it now, that's on me. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but, um, but, you know, again, I, I also, again, just put it this way, and I know I'm babbling a bunch, so I'll put it this way. Let's 
told to build a car. I can build you a car, but I was told you get to use these pieces and these tools. I can still build a car. Now I'm able to build a car, but I'm allowed to use any piece I want, any tool I want. I can still build a car, but I can build you a heck of a lot better car. And I think that's the difference. Um, and that's where we're at now. Everybody signed up. Everything aboard the down <laughs> that one. They're like, oh my God. Somebody shut him up. <laughs> and we'll take our next question from Stephanie Chase with Digital Spy. Your line is open. Hi, Sean. Great to talk to you today. Thank you very much. Uh, we've been seeing that you did some training with Logan Paul this week. Uh, what was that like? Um, how is he taken to wrestling, in your opinion? And how do you compare what it was like to work with him and some of the young, greener talent you've been working with in NXT? Well, so uh, working with him was, uh, it really was fun. I mean, he's a, he's a bright kid. And, and again, I didn't know him clearly. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I am a square, obviously. I know of him. Um, but... You know, I just, I saw what he did at Mania, and I just thought he was, clearly he, you could tell he was somebody that committed. I know the stuff he's done in the past with the boxing. You, he, when he jumps into something, he's going to go all in. He works really hard. So I, I just, I, I was curious to, I don't know, to see how much time and effort he was putting into this. And um, I get, like I said, he requested this. I jumped at the opportunity because I was just really curious. Um, but he's, he's actually, again, he is, he's a nice kid. Um, clearly he's bright. He does work really hard. Um, the, th the difference but that, that you say is that so, you know, obviously because he's got a big platform, so he comes in at a certain a certain spot, shall we say, that none of our, you know, our young talent is going to really come in at. And he has, you sort of have to put the cart before the horse with somebody like him. You come in, he's in this match at WrestleMania, so you kind of maybe just train him for what he's going to do there at that one match. Um, and that's one of the things he and I talked about yesterday was, hey, you know, while you're doing this, we got to go back and make sure we teach you some of those foundational, fundamental principles that will better link all of this stuff together. You know what I mean? He's sort of, again, he's, when, because of his popularity, they kind of start him like at five years down, down the road, and it, but he's still in day one or, you know, whatever, the first six months, you know, training-wise. So that's one of the things that I, I felt, again, we, if we could go back and treat him some of the some of the teach him some of the you know fundamentals, I think that'll really help him kind of understand at a, at a better level um, how the, how you link all those other pieces that he's learning together. And I, and I hope that makes sense. Um, but again, I, you know, again, I, I I really did. I found him to be again a much I don't know. Uh, a, a very bright kid, a nice guy. He's got a, a, a great crew around him. Uh, they seem to be good old, good boys. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I don't know, getting to be the cool kid in class for a day was pretty cool yesterday. Thank you, Sean. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. And we will take our next question from John Alba with Podcast Network. 
Hey, Sean, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, I want to ask you about Carmelo Hayes. He had an interview with The Ringer this week, and he mentioned how helpful that you in particular have been, and he's uh, certainly not shied away from posting about that on social media in the past. Uh, how much have you taken to working with him, and how far away do you believe he is from being a significant contributor for WWE on the main roster level? Um, so we, well, I, I have taken interest in Melo uh, from day one, and I can you know, and I can remember wanting to. I got him on just on television as quickly as I could, uh, but at the time it was I believe it was still two hundred five live at that time, and of course you know he you know I was talking to him and I said look uh, I know you don't want to you know I, I just wanted to get you out there and get you. Uh, in front of the people and in front of Hunter at the time. Um, and he's like, yeah, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be limited to 205. And I said, I, I said, I know. I said, but for me, it was more important to get you out there so that, you know, everyone could see like this kid can go. Anyway, uh, Carmelo and I get along great. He is, he's a good kid. Um, and I, look, I think the sky's the limit for him. He's, look, he's special. He's talented. Um, and, and he is, you know, we have we have a lot of talks. He's, you know, I gave him the you know the same line that I was given many many years ago, which is go ahead and push the envelope, go out there, let me pull you back. Um, and he does. I've, I've seen that, you know, that he's mentioned it. Like, yeah, Sean's had to pull me back a couple times, and that is true. Um, but again, he is. Uh, he's never. I don't know. He never complains about. It. He's he's a pro too. I guess I like I like that about him as well he's got a lot of charisma he's got a lot of ability um he's got a lot of attitude but he you know he he really is he's a, he's a respectful young man um and and look that's what's that's what's so great about a lot of people down here they are we've got some really talented people um you know what i mean and, and they're and they're darn good you know young men and women of character too so i think he's i look i'll say this to answer your question i mean he he's ready anytime somebody wants him i think you know again of course he's only going to get better um can he always learn more you bet but all of us can um but he's certainly ready whenever they want to uh they want to take him uh because i think you know he's going to go up there and be with people better than him um and that's how you improve in this line of work great thank you you betcha. Thank you very much. We will take our next question from Alistair McGeorge with Metro UK. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Alistair. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, you've alluded to, obviously, the synergy and integration between NXT and the main roster, which is a huge positive, but there's also, I guess, the challenge of finding a balance where you could have, say, a talent like Roxanne impress on SmackDown and there's a chance of losing a talent like that to the main roster before you planned on it. So how do you strike that balance when it comes to your role and your position in the company? Well, look, the one thing that we kind of pride ourselves on here, look, I'll say this, given what we've been through uh, in the last year, Somebody snatching a talent out from underneath us, we go. That's the kind of trouble we want. We don't. We, we don't. We don't mind that because that means we're doing our job. And so, creatively, sure, it can, it can you know cause a few hitches in our giddy up. But I'll tell you what. I think for the most part, like right now, I mean, I just I can't imagine 
that happening you know what i mean because i I just feel like the communication is such that again you know you know hunter says we're looking to take her when's the time we can you know when can you get her finished up by or like holy cow we want her right now uh we're gonna take her but how can we you know is there a way we can button this up on the other side i mean we will figure out whatever it is creatively we have to do um but our, our goal is to get our talent to the main roster. So I will. And again, I, that's different sort of than it was before, I think. Again, not, you know, again everything else we have, uh, you know, we've always talked about getting prior knowledge or getting a little note, um, you know what I mean, a little communication so we could prepare. Um, for the most part, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, um, but now we're sure it will. And if it didn't, I don't know. Again, that's the kind of trouble we don't mind. We we adjust to everything down here because um, that's the gig. Everybody here understands that our job is to get them uh, up to the main roster. If that's the biggest hassle we have down here, um, that's one we're willing to take because at least it means we're doing our job well. Thanks, Jason. Take care. Thank you, Alistair. Our next question comes from Salcado with Record of Mexico. Hi, Sean. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well, sir. Uh, okay. Um, uh, for us in Mexico, uh, Halloween Havoc 97 was special because of that match between Rey Mysterio and, and Eddie Guerrero. And and I have two, two quick questions for you. How important will you give this match to the new generation of Mexican wrestlers, luchadors, who are currently in WWE and with so much respect and talking about Eddie and, and a friendly t- and a friendly town, who will, who will have won that dream match between the Heartbreak Kid and Eddie Guerrero? Thank you so much. Well, I think, look, I'll say this. Um, it's going to be hard... But I'm biased. It's going to be hard to beat Randy Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc, um, for for a num for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I think what you're talking about from a Hispanic standpoint, I don't know. Those guys, I don't know. Being being at the top of that hill for a long time, and everybody aiming to it. But it, but the inspiration that they bring, I think that's the biggest thing. I think if you were to ask. You know, I don't know, Ray today, I think, you know, he too would be someone that was amazed at what he's been able to inspire, you know, to younger generations now, probably beyond his wildest dreams. And and I know Eddie would feel the same way. Um, And so, look, for us, you know, and we just, look, we lost uh, gladly, um, you know, Legato del Fantasma, you know, and Santos and the crew, uh, again, a couple Halloween Havocs ago, um, what they did, uh, what do we call that, the Day of the Dead? You know? Yeah. And I, but, and so that was kind of a, that was their way of calling back uh, to that. And look, that's, a, that's always going to be the next thing. For us, we're thrilled that they're on the main roster now, but now who's going to be that next, I don't know, that next Hispanic superstar to come through NXT and, and look to do just what you said, you know, 
start to uh, forge a different legacy? Um, and, and, and can it be as impactful as an Eddie Guerrero or a Rey Mysterio? Look, that's what we're always looking to find here in NXT. Um, but I tell you, you know, those two guys set the bar really high and, uh, and you know, gladly you know, the case for, for, you know, for them, I'm sure, and certainly for all of us. But look, we're looking forward to see who's going to, to go after that. Right now, um, after, after Santos and, and Legados, um, right now, I think that's where, we, that's where we're at here in NXT. Looking to, to see who is going to be the next uh, Hispanic uh, superstar that can sort of take, take that place. And as far as asking, asking who would win between Eddie and I, um, I don't know. Um, you know that was, that's one I get. I, so I've always heard that one, and that was one nobody ever. I get me and Eddie never ever came across like my desk, so to speak. But I've heard that I don't know that somebody pitched it at a creative meeting. It would have been a blast to to do. Um, but. Uh, Look, I, I think that's one good thing. I guess Eddie and I are certainly where we were at, you know, later on in our careers. We'd have probably argued about who was putting who over. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, none of us would have, neither, neither one of us would have had a problem. That's for sure. I, it would be my honor to put Eddie Guerrero over. Thank you so much, John. Yes, sir. Thank you. Our next question comes from Benet Ramakrishnan with News 18 India. Please go ahead. Uh, hello, uh, thank you. Hi, Sean. Uh, my question to you is, uh, you know, with this regime change, uh, so to speak, one of the things from an Indian interest point is the return of Veer Mahan to NXT and aligning himself with Sangha. Uh, there were, you know, a, a deal earlier on. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on that and this, you know, uh, coming back together, you know, how you've seen both these guys, these two big guys, you know, you don't mean, generally associate that with Indian talent. So your thoughts on that and what's the future for these two guys uh, in, in, at NXT? Well, look, we, uh, I think they, uh, I'm not sure, so I guess like the main roster took Veer, I'm not sure if they, I think they had certain plans for him. Um, but we, so we had Sangha down here and when you get to know him, he is absolutely just, a, I, he's an amazing I don't know, intelligent, bright, you know, man. And just, and he is really what we were putting him on television doing was who he was, who he is. And we just found that to be captivating because he's a, he's a, he's a huge man, but he's charming as all get out. And so we just, you know, we were like, oh my goodness, let's just do that. I mean, for, you know, oh my, you know, it's how long have we done the, you know, he's angry and beats everybody up. And, 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 and sort of that's what we felt, uh, I don't know, it appeared that that's what they were doing with Veer. So when the opportunity came that he was coming back to NXT, we just so didn't want to do that. We just felt like, look, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I, mean, I think you know whatever like to call it wrestling tropes or whatever, and 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 sometimes look, I just I'm I'm of the I don't know of the cloth that you know if you're not changing, if you're not evolving, you're standing still, you're going backwards, and, and neither one of them do I want to do, and so they are both just such clean, classy, sharp, really nice 
guys. So we wanted to present them that way. They're just, I don't know, they're just, they're just really classy. Um, and so we just thought, like, why don't we, why don't we just do that and sort of present them as who we, they are? And then, no, I'm not going to give you the whole, you know, the whole skinny uh, on what we're doing, but we think we've got something uh, pretty, pretty cool and fun. But again, we wanted it to come in the package that it currently is, which is really uh, who they are, because they're unbelievably, you know, smart, bright, uh, intelligent, again, classy men, and that's certainly the way we want to portray them. Thank you. You betcha. All right, folks, we have time for two more questions. Our next question comes from Jim Barcelona of Miami Herald. Please go ahead. Hey, reiterating what Mike said, these calls are important, so thank you for doing them, and good job so far. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, you mentioned Corey and Roxanne, younger talent on Halloween Havoc. And I'm curious, Ava Rain and Valerie Lareda, two more younger talents, wondering how they're doing and could we possibly see them wrestle House Show TV 2022 or more likely 2023? So look, both are coming along great. Um, uh, without, I don't know, I don't want to give, you know, again, I don't want to give all the trade secrets and stuff, but look, I think easily, in my opinion, um, so 2023 for sure. Um, but uh, they're both getting awfully darn close. So they you know, certainly might from a live event standpoint. And I think Valerie's done one or two, I think, out on the, out on the road. Um, so she's already uh, getting there. But that, absolutely. And I know, you know, Ava obviously has done, we've had to do some promos and stuff like that. We do a lot of, obviously, stuff here in, in the performance center. But, yeah, I would easily, both of them, Maybe by the end of the year, but absolutely 2023, um, and, 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 and certainly in the future. So they're, they're very close. Thank you. You bet. Okay, final question. And our next question comes from Luca Carbonero with Tom's Hardware of Italy. Please go ahead. Hi, Sean. I'm greeting from Italy. Thank you for being here. So I want to uh, talk to you about uh, NXT Europe. It was a huge announcement replacing NXT UK. I'm curious to know if you will uh, look for uh, talent in Italy and if we, will we ever see a big show in Italy? So yeah, uh, very excited about NXT Europe. Um, and yeah, you're talking, you know, so we do, we NXT Europe and uh, so that is one of the things that we talked about, which is, you know, some of it's just selfishly. We got to go to Italy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so abs- absolutely. And, and so we are because we're looking. We, we're we're you know we're trying to get all of our ducks in a row. We're going to start uh, here very soon in, in, in 2023, and we've already got talks going. Um, you know, for that, um, and and sort of going to do what we can start reaching out in 2023 um, and hoping to have some big announcements not too far uh, in the future in, in regards to NXT Europe and, you know, some other hopeful big surprises coming down the road. But absolutely, um, when we say Europe, we do. We want it to be uh, all-encompassing. And th- look, for the years, uh, again, that 
uh, you know, all of us, you know, the, the pandemic and stuff and sort of coming out of that, um, I don't know, I'm sure it hasn't happened as fast, certainly again for you all in Italy as it has other places, um, but we're, we are cognizant of that and that's certainly one of the things we want to make sure we rectify um, in 2023, which is truly, uh, again, being able to get out more. And that's, you know, again, from an NXT standpoint in general, um, we, we recognize and understand that sort of, um, you know, again, we, we know our role here and we understand that, but we've got a, you know, we've got an exciting and passionate fan base, whether it's NXT domestic or NXT Europe. Um, and it's time for us now to start getting out there on the road a little bit. And so we are very excited that those, you know, kind of things that we feel are very close to coming down the pipe there in 2023. Um, and, and again, I think that just adds sort of to the momentum that NXT, certainly we feel like we have now coming in, going into Halloween Havoc um, and certainly to the end of the year now with the new announcement of Deadline. So we're looking for 2023 to kind of be sort of, a, again, a new sort of breakout year for NXT, um, which is something, a brand that's been around, but it's sort of like a, a rebirth of NXT. We're excited about what's coming down the pike. Thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, that'll wrap up today's call. I'm going to turn it over to Sean for some closing comments. Yeah, so, and again, I mean this sincerely. So, look, uh, this is the first time I've done this. Um, I do want to do this stuff, but again, and again, you don't have to say it on here or whatever, but if you want to give feedback to, to, to Adam um, and or whatever, like what I could do better or, you know, or, I don't know, specifics or he's too vague or, you know, or, I don't know. Like, seriously, I, 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 I want to do this stuff. I want to be good at this job. Uh, I want I want to, you know, uh, cultivate, you know, a relationship. But, I you know, I know that I'm, sometimes I don't have, believe it or not, I don't have all the information on some of the insights. Skinny. I, I purposely stay, stay out of that stuff because I found it to be a hassle. Um, and that's why I stayed here in Florida, boys and girls. So, but look, um, I don't know. I just appreciate y'all doing this. Appreciate y'all being patient with me. Um, and, and seriously, appreciate the help on you guys getting us out there. This, when everything's said and done, this isn't about me. It is. It's about NXT, and, and it really is about the young men and women that come through this place. Um, I want to do everything I can to help them, and, and one of those things is to ask you guys to help them as well. And look, if, if, if you don't mind doing that, I, I sure as I, uh, we'll appreciate it. And if you don't want them in, I get it and I understand. But, <laughs> you know, uh, just, I don't know, hope we can, can continue to do this. And if you got some tips or whatever that I need to be better at, feel free, man. I am, uh, I stopped, you know, I don't stopped taking it personal a long time ago. So I'll, 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 I'll take any advice I can get. So anyway, that's it for me. And thank you all very much. And we will do it again on Saturday night. After Halloween Havoc completes, we will do another post-show conference call. So more information to come on that. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day.